long, long last. Manchester United tonight. How they have thirsted for this. How long they have thirsted for this. How long? I don't know. Maybe four and a half years, Peter Dewey? I mean, Jesus Christ, brother. We, we, we sat here last week wondering how United are going to play this week out against Liverpool, either if they were going to get smoked 6-1, 5-1, 4-0, I mean, I don't know. I mean, all the score lines were pretty much in Liverpool's favor. I'm, pre I'm pretty sure you had them in your bracket as well. Liverpool winning this game fairly easy and comfortable, but United are United, you know what I'm saying? I mean, no matter how shit they are, they're still going to find a way to beat Liverpool at home. And as a United fan, I'm stoked, Brazil. I'm stoked just on the fact that we are we are right now sitting on top of Liverpool after three games, based on how the criticism, I mean, all the shit talk that we went through for past two weeks about Martinez, about Maguire, Ronaldo, this team, Rashford, and all, the, all that. At the end of the day, after three weeks, we are sitting ahead of Liverpool at three points. And yeah, I couldn't be I couldn't be happier about it. Prozel, how did you see the today's game play out? Uh, before I go into today's game, I'm really happy for you guys. <laughs> it feels like no matter what happens this season, even if you guys uh finish on the bottom half of the table, mm -hmm. you this this result will go down as the best result in in the entire season. And uh, just feels like a satisfaction. And remember last week we talked about the catalyst. What would be the catalyst for United's victory? And we talked about either Liverpool are going to act like an wounded animal and destroy United once again, or Man United out of nowhere pulls a rabbit out of the hat. And it's the latter. And uh, the game, game was game was frenetic, you know. And it, it, I, I, I fully believe uh, United dominated the game despite the disparity in position. Uh, United has 70% position, but who cares? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, we're going to get into, you know, a whole lot of Premier League games, of course. Arsenal, I mean, honestly, a year, again, year ahead, if I told you Arsenal were sitting on first ahead of City and Liverpool, and Liverpool were sitting on 17, what would you have said back then to me right now? Go ahead. I, I, you'd have been kidding me. I would have, I would have given, I would have given everything I had in my locker to, to, to be where we are right now. But still, I, I, we haven't played anyone yet. Absolutely. I mean, the the most perfect team in the Premier League right now. Three wins uh, out of three games. Arsenal sitting on top. We're gonna get into, of course, Mikel Arteta transformation, Spurs, of course, the big games, the the oil derby, City and Newcastle. Absolutely. The game of the season so far. The game of the season. So 3-3 mm -hmm. three, three draw. Uh, magnificent. Uh, and, you know, uh, as usual, I got my power ranking again. again. I mean, we saw who, who, who finished uh, <laughs> number one last week. Leeds United topping the table. Uh, I don't know. I mean, 3 0 win against Chelsea. Is that enough to get, get them in number one spot? Should be with the American bias. Maybe. We'll see. And Prozel, of course, you got your focus this week on the retirement club. Is that so? Or is that retirement? Or oh, that was last week. You got to retire, focus on? Focus on uh, multi-sport multi athletes. All right. I'm guessing Michael Jordan should be in there. Uh, no. Uh, no? Mm -hmm. Bo Jackson, maybe? A little bit? Uh, yeah, Bo Jackson. But I'll be fully focused on the current athletes, not the retired athletes. But Bo Jackson is definitely up there if, if I were to get from the whole history. For sure. All right. 
With that being said, this is your boy Avi. He's joining me as always with a weird haircut. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, Prozil from Dallas, and you're listening to the Gorka Insider Podcast. But first... <laughs> Better than most. Better than most. 45, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Jordan. Open. Chicago with the lead. Here's Hulk. DJ. He's using Curry. Way down top. All right, welcome back to the Gorka Insider Podcast. And first, we're going to begin our show with none other than Jesse Marsh. I mean, leading United, Leeds United, to a 3-0 victory against Chelsea. I mean, Brazil, was that your sock of the season? Or would you still gonna, are you still going to put United result ahead of that? Well, I don't think so. Uh, I don't know which result actually socks me, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, Chelsea, I guess in terms of scoreline, it's shocking. But when it was the game, I mean, they were totally outplayed. So I don't, I wouldn't say that shocking. But United, uh, Manchester United's performance today was actually shocking. If I was, it, it was, it was. But, I mean, you know, when I was watching the game, I was like, dude, where were you against Brentford or or any other teams last season? Where were it was the same eleven in a way, except for a couple different players. But they already had tasted. But anyways, talking about Leeds, man. After what Chelsea performed last week, they were expected to to thrash Leeds, right? Especially after losing two key players in Calvin Phillips and Rafinha. But they have the American Revolution under Mars and Brendan Aronson, Tyler Adams and co. has started firmly on the ground. And I couldn't be more happier for the guy because so much criticism of this guy before he even began the new season. He came in through the, like, towards the end of the season and everyone, I, I mean, I get it. Bielsa was fan favorite, but that doesn't mean you couldn't be sacked towards the end. And credit to Mars, the team stayed in the Premier League, and kudos to him what he did, what he did in the off season despite losing key players and what he's up to right now. So he fully deserves all the plaudits. All right. Uh, final question about this game: Do you think Thomas Tuchel should be banned from football just because? of the way Chelsea lost the game against a manager who still calls football soccer, soccer in United Kingdom. Do you think he should be banned? <laughs> yes, and he should be banned because of la- uh, yeah, last week's red card as well. Did we see, like, players get red carded, they get one or three game suspension during, uh, on depending on what type of red card it is. But why not the managers, even Conte and Tuchel, both were in the in the dugout. And Well, that one I disagree. I mean, I loved it. Uh, I want more of that from the managers. I mean, I wish... Ten Hag would want the shit out of Klopp right today. But, <laughs> oh yeah, that that fight uh, would have been interesting. Uh, but, um, uh, that Klopp versus Fernandez would have been a nice one. Ooh, Fernandez was. I mean, he was good, but I mean, if I was a Liverpool fan, I would be absolutely throwing stones at him today. I mean, he was absolutely you know a but, diva today on the pitch. Yeah, but if Fernandez was fighting against Klopp, uh, Fernandez would have dived, honestly. Died? Dived. 
Oh, dived. Oh, I thought you said died. I mean, Jesus, no. brother. I mean, take it oh, no, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. All right, moving on uh, from Chelsea, from one London club to another Spurs. A uh, scrappy 1-0 win against Wolves. Hurricane with the winner. Uh, not much in the game. Uh, result kind of expected. Conte, you know, just got uh, maybe lucky with Wolves uh, finally getting a 1-0 uh, a win out of them. But mm-hmm. apart from that, I don't see anything from Spurs or Wolves to react to it. Yeah, uh, before I get into Spurs, quick th- thoughts on Chelsea's striker situation. They need Ooh. a striker desperately. I mean, this wasn't the problem against Leeds. They were hammered, but they need Aubameyang. And Aubameyang, I don't want Aubameyang to play for Chelsea because he played for Arsenal, but they need him. And if he comes, he'll he'll click. Anyways, to Spurs against Wolves, it was it was uh, <laughs> you know it was a dull game, right? Uh, in fairness, and exactly the result what Spurs wanted. They, they, they didn't want to, they didn't have to go to like gear three or four or do kind of like a comeback against Chelsea. And I think Wolves played so much better than uh, Tottenham, despite it being in the Hotspur Stadium. But the fact that Wolves have no fire up front just made it mm-hmm. easy for Spurs in, in terms of their defending. They so, right and, now. and it's, it's, it's a weekend where I don't think I, we can judge Spurs uh, from, from this performance. It, it's a win that they really needed and they got it. Tick, move on. For sure. The only thing, you know, that uh, should be under the, you know, radar is uh, Harry uh, uh, Son performance for uh-huh. the past three games. But uh, it's, it's a good thing that yeah, uh-huh. maybe it's a good thing that they're winning despite Son not being at his best, and the mm-hmm. connection between Perisic and uh, Ooh, Harry, Kane Harry Kane is yeah. growing in stature. So that's a that's a bad sign for opponents and good sign for them. For sure. All right. For moving on from one London team to another, and probably the best team in the Premier League right now, as far mm-hmm. as the table says. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's like elephant on the tree, right? Is that elephant on the tree or is that legit? Well, Arsenal sitting on top of the table. I, I don't know. Like I already mentioned, I have to be really cautious as an Arsenal fan. I would love for this to stay, be consistent on that. But it's kind of like a low-hanging fruit where you could kind of judge right after three results and you get a couple of bad results, then you go slide all the way down. But mm-hmm. um, there's lots of positives, like you said, compared to last year. That's that's what I look at. And Jesus and Jinsenko, they kind of look like prime Ronaldo from Brazil and Roberto Carlos. And uh, Jesus in Jesus in particular, man, he looks like an animal that just set free from a case. Like mm-hmm. we didn't know he had such dribbling abilities, some that physical attributes. It's insane how um, if you're set free, a dog from he a looks system, like a dog, uh-huh, a dog with a dog mentality. But then again, like I said, um, I have to take it with a, a pinch of salt because it's just three games and uh, it's still a thin squad. You know, we still have Europa League to play. So playing on Thursday nights doesn't help, right? So you got to increase the squad. So ideally you want to get a right winger to challenge Bukayo Saka and maybe a central midfielder. Just add another couple of bodies in there because we've seen before in Prime, like Amazon Prime, all or nothing. The squad was really thin last year and we've, although we've developed we're playing one more tournament, European cha- uh, like Europa Championships. So uh, we got to add. So and also we're still youngsters, so uh, they might falter uh, somewhere during the uh, middle of the season or end of the season. So he has to be really careful, you know, before we uh, yeah. go into judge. Listen, the, the only criticism criticism I uh, I can you know speak of of Arsenal is probably you guys haven't played anyone yet. Right, exactly. Based mm-hmm. on the schedule, right. but I mean, again, Brazil, it's Premier League, right? I mean, we saw what United went through against Brentford and uh, Brighton, uh-huh. and you know, we see 
West Ham still haven't picked up a point. We saw Everton struggling. So, and, you know, of course, we saw City dropping points at Newcastle. So, you know, right now, I don't think so. There's a bad team in Premier League. Uh-huh. But, uh, and, and especially if you're going to get a win away from home. Uh-huh. That's, I mean, that's that's really awesome, man. That's Arsenal like gold. Gold and Arsenal, and, yep, and Arsenal have got two of them. So, um, of, of course, I mean, right now, nine points out of three. Uh, 100% know, um, record. Oh, sure. like it's it's like a formula one race you can be as front as possible right and uh, you, you could always go back uh, some engine failures some you know your driving failures and all that so many variables are in there but uh, this Premier league season to me obviously looks like it's not gonna be last time where both liverpool and man City are going just gonna go on wins and wins after wins after wins i feel like this the difference the gap is kind of be, uh, been bridged between all the teams Although City and Liverpool still are the favorites despite what's happened so far, but it's not going to be as a two horse race as last year. But For that sure. doesn't mean Arsenal are in the title race yet. Oh, good job, good job by you. I mean, see, you're being humble today. You're being humble. Nice. Uh, that's Dude, nice. Relax. <laughs> I've, I've like I've been I've tried. I've tried my best to be humble, and we'll get into later but i haven't even watched dallas cowboys because you know how i expect for this uh-huh. season so far there's no I mean, hype at all i mean keep the same energy when you when you talk about cowboys too so i would love that i would love that from you all right moving on we're going to go to the old derby the saudi arab middle east derby football between newcastle and manchester city i mean of course the game of the season so far newcastle going down one scored three which again city replied two back three three draw fair result for both teams i feel like newcastle were little bit more hungrier than City. Uh-huh. Um, but again, I mean, you know, I mean, the powerhouse that City has right now with the strikers and midfielders, mm-hmm. I mean, no no lead is safe from them, right, Prozel? For sure. And it's a well-deserved draw for both teams. But if uh, Newcastle had won that game, it would have been fairly deserved. And they, they were, like you said, they were hungrier. But then again, at the end of the day, Man City had that extra firepower in the end just to get those to claw away and get uh, get a point from a difficult stadium. Man, people talk about Magpie Stadium, that uh, Newcastle Stadium being like so crazy when all the like 50, I think 54, 55,000 people, mm-hmm. you know, cheering their fans on. And uh, those those fans are considered one of the best fans in England. And for the last decade or so, they have been deprived of that. And uh, with some oil money and all that, uh, they, they fully deserve it. And in terms of entertainment, we got our money's worth. I was so excited to to see that game because we were playing while that game was playing. I wanted to come back and watch the highlights. Tremendous game. And it's not even terms of goals. It was like lucky finishes and all that. It was uh, pure legit, quality. Legit pure goals. quality. Uh-huh. Yep, legit so, goals. Uh, the, uh-huh. the score, uh, the goals at Newcastle scored trippier free kick. I mean, send Maxima pass to uh, you know Callum Wilson, who is fighting for his spot in the England squad, trying to go uh, to England. And uh-huh. if he's healthy, he's definitely gonna get on the plane to Qatar. And Miguel Almiron, he was quality. Bernardo Silva, despite all the, his rumors, remember he's also a human being. He's been linked with Barcelona and all that. Imagine being a professional soccer player and you're linked with a different club and your future is in question. Like psychologically, it's so hard to focus on the game. Remember when uh, Brendan Rodgers talked about Wesley Fofana not being in the team because at this level, even if you're an inch of a couple percentage shorter to your peak, you're going to be a whole lot of trouble, right? And Mm -hmm. that's exactly what... Uh, could have happened to Bernardo Silva, but it didn't. He he was a model professional, and um, what a finish, what a pass, what a, 
De Bruyne. De Bruyne. Yeah. Well, I think, you got, I think you got a little lucky on that. Well, if it was some other random uh, player, then I would say luck. But De Bruyne keeps coming up with those passes every every week, so I'll I'll give um, that pass fair. to him on that. That's fair. That's fair. It's like you, if you're making that kind of pass, I would be like, oh wow, where did that come from? That's lucky. But De Bruyne, it's a it's, he's a different animal. He is. So uh, of course, uh, City. I mean, it's good to see City and Liverpool dropping points, right? I mean, uh, it's going, good for the league. It's good for the league, of course, mm-hmm. uh, because we know Arsenal's going to drop points at some point in the season. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> uh, moving on to Old Trafford, of course, Liverpool coming in with two points, visiting the uh, winless uh, Manchester United. Um, what teams course, are winless? But, Come on. Uh, of course, uh, there you go. But 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 I didn't mention two points for Liverpool because that's that, that's oh, a yeah. big point. Uh, uh-huh. um, I was scared shitless, Prozor. I'm not gonna lie. I, I was <laughs> nervous. Uh, I, I I did feel. I, I've been through that. I, I did feel like Liverpool Liverpool were gonna uh, absolutely you know uh, have their way uh, yeah uh-huh. absolutely have their way uh, at us but you know based on how the first ten and twenty minutes went out I mean the way players were you know putting on the tackles I, I told you last time I've never seen United player tackling I mean I uh-huh. can't even remember when was the last time a United player actually put a tackle in a game I mean it's it's unbelievable and now in the first ten minutes I saw uh, Martinez absolutely shrugging Salah off. In like three minutes, and I was like, you know what? Hell yeah! I think we're up for it. I think we're up so, for it. So, so uh, Avinas, every game, if you see, especially in a big game, in the beginning you have to set the tone. There is mm-hmm. a challenge. Sometimes there is a goal. There is a clearance. Something sets the tone for the whole game, and that uh, that challenge, despite it was a fall, it set the tone for Man United. And for me, even though you, I mean United won, of course. But even if they had lost from this game, if I was a United fan, I would be so proud of this team. Because, yeah, I mean, losing hurts. But this kind of loss, even if they lost, it wouldn't hurt as compared to the other uh, other losses, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I did hear some, you know, on Twitter, I, I saw a post where a fan uh, were, you know, make, uh, joking about Martinez and Goat. They said uh, United should go by the other half of Martinez. I mean, listen. I know he's short. I know he's five six or whatnot, right? But he he got a heart of a fucking lion, and he got a yes, did. a ball, and a big set of a big set of balls in him. I mean, listen. That that's all I need. That's all I need to see from a United player. If you're gonna go up against you know tackle anyone, if you're gonna go challenge someone, I don't care how tall you are. You you're good enough to play for Manchester United. And and you know watching Harry Maguire sat, uh, sat on bench while you know the whole team put an effort on it. I mean, I feel really good about it. I, I wish, you know, Maguire, you know, becomes a part of the team at some point in the future. But I, I just don't see how Maguire gets into, you know, this team ahead of Varane and Martinez. I just don't see it. Uh, of course not. And um, like you mentioned, and I mentioned ver- earlier, the heart, the industry, the hunger, the desire today was like no other. And they outran Liverpool by two kilometers. Uh, oh, they did? Oh, yeah. Nice. And compared to last, last week, they were outrun. 13 kilometers that's kind of like a single yeah single body in itself that's kind of like playing with 12 men versus 11 or 11 versus 10 so today there was the heart and there was a result too so it was a complete package and for me liverpool uh against against a big side against one of the best sides in recent times eric ten Hag pulled the changes right he made risky moves right putting ronaldo in the bench maguire in the bench so 
he got the results. So now he can go in the dressing room and can actually, you know, get the support of the dressing room. He, he can. Something sets the tone, right? So even in his managerial career, this result should set the tone for his future. His managerial career is well underway from this game on because now players will have more faith on him and he'll have the confidence to go and, you know, um, you know pull out his philosophy within him rather yeah, than sure. just trying to play the system that he doesn't know. I mean, of course, I mean, you know, when you talk about uh, Ten Hang, right? I mean, of course, he was in pressure, right? I mean, normally a, a manager would just put out his best squad. I mean, not the best squad, but the squad that he's been familiar with. Let's, let's say Luke Shaw, Maguire, Ronaldo. But, you know, I mean... Or sometimes uh, the best paid players in a way. Exactly. Because... And, you know, he had a set of balls too, to, you know, bring Tyler Marsh, uh, Malasia in, in the starting lineup ahead of, you know, Luke Shaw. Uh, Ilanga ahead of Ronaldo and you uh-huh. and Martinez ahead of uh, Maguire. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those changes, you know, that really sets up the tone in the locker yeah. room. Uh-huh. Well. Correct. Correct. And he rang the changes and rightly so. His tactics were spot on. Um, Liverpool were suspect against pace and, you know, they had pace all up front and kudos to young guys like Rashford because he's been under scrutiny by you, me and everyone and that mm-hmm. Frenis especially was cool, calm, collected. Uh, and even Malasia, everyone, they, they gave their heart out and, and kudos to them. I don't know yeah. what they did midweek, but it worked. But on the um, other hand, uh, uh, Avinas, Liverpool, uh, they lost the battle in the midfield to me because yeah. the, the trio of Henderson, uh, Milner and um, the Harvey Elliott was not going to sustain. And Klopp made maybe, made thought, made, I mean, he probably thought he would overrun um, United's, you know, below average midfield, but they, they were second best, uh, the Liverpool side. And not having Favino from the beginning just didn't help. And even uh, Thiago Alcantara and, and lots of other injuries and uh, uh, suspensions with Darwin Nunes out and then with Diogo Jota, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and guys. But listen, Abinas, there's no excuses for Klopp this time around. If it was two to three years ago, he could say he has a thin squad and whatnot. But mm-hmm. this year, he has plenty of backups. He has a strong bench. And it's not like the bench, the starting 11 was that bad anyways, was it? So, no. well, I mean, he got it, no excuse. It wasn't bad, but there were a couple uh-huh. of guys that I absolutely didn't recognize at all. Mm-hmm. And you know, like you said, he, he got no excuses to make. You sold Mala. I mean, money. You said money to Bayern Munich, and he didn't replace him at all. So that's on you, bro. I mean, you know, money was probably one of the most important players, if not the most important. Player yeah, he the team. most important player last season. But let's not go into Mane because we keep because he, uh, he's our. If we take winners losers from every weekend, he keeps becoming the winner every week, yep. right? Seven nil. Yep. Yeah. Seven nil. Bayern um, Munich again. But. To my point, uh, this squad is big enough for club to to contend against uh, kind of like United side who is struggling on form. So there's no excuses. And um, particularly per- when you look at performances, uh, there were a couple of lackluster performances, woeful, horrible, horrible. Um, Van Dyke. Uh, I mean, come okay. on. Okay. Are listen. we going to shit about Van Dyke? Listen. Can we shit about Van Dyke? Go for ahead. Sure. Uh, you know. Bobby Formino up front played really bad, right? He was probably by far the worst performer in the pitch. Um, even uh, even Luis Diaz was not at this particular best. And I, I don't I don't really like Luis Diaz from when he begins. 
he's better from the bench because he's an impact player. But for me, like you mentioned, the biggest concern is Van Dyke because he's the leader of the of the pack, isn't he? And he didn't sure look like a leader today. And uh, he was outrun, and especially for that first goal, why didn't he close down uh, Jaden Sancho? He was acting like a goalkeeper at that time. Well, I think he was skating. I think he was practicing for uh, uh, skating or, or you know skiing or, or some shit like that. The way he was, you know, twisting his body. I mean, I don't know what he was actually thinking about himself. But we saw Milner going all in on Van Dyke after he, you know, after he failed to close out on Sancho. I mean, listen, Van Dyke, Brazil. I told you last week, right? I have I have had enough of this guy. All right. We talk about this guy, you know, like he's some sort of defender who is, you know, uh, you know, better than John Terry, Rio Fernandez, Village, or you know, whatnot. I mean, let's be honest. This guy has been, you know, uh, he has been excused far too long. He's been excused far too long. No def- no, no, no strikers come. You know, he he's always running away from strikers. Let's be honest. Let's l- l- relax a little. Yeah, I mean, a couple times this season he has looked bang average, oh, but. Let's give him a, you know, let's give him a pass for this week or this season so far. Because, you know, this United, guy, last, no listen, ever since he moved to Liverpool, he's been the main guy. Remember he when he was out with ACL a couple of seasons ago, they faltered, right, Liverpool? So, you know, he's, he's their backbone, fair to say. And he, I mean, as big of a fan I am, I was really disappointed with him today, but you can't really go all out and just kind of like, oh, okay, Van Dyke has been, uh, you know, the the ton and, you know, he's struggled a lot and he gets a pass every time. No, not really. He's he's always steadied this ship that is Liverpool and uh, they need him no, more than no, ever now. Brussels, here's the thing. We, we go all in after Trent, you know, whenever he has a bad game. Why not same with Van Dyke? Trent gets, you know, that's, that's the, because the, Trent, Trent keeps getting like he gets bodied every time. Not bodied, Brazil, but Trent is way better the offensive player than Van Dyke is. Oh, and Van Dyke, well, it's I a mean, different position as well. We're talking about, aren't we? It is, but in terms of overall, Trent is way better player than Van Dyke. Well, I wouldn't say way overall. We, we, we're only seeing the, the footballing aspects. Let's look at the leadership aspects as well. He's one of the best leaders in the whole world right now. Is he right? though? I mean, we, I, I literally take, saw just, Miller just, just just take him out of it, out of the game. He's not even the captain of the team. That doesn't matter because he's the spiritual captain. Spiritual captain. I mean, what does Correct. that mean? <laughs> that means <laughs> he. Listen, you're a center back. You see everything in the field. You call everyone out. You see you, you know, pass diagonals to your wingers or. Tell midfielders where to go. Tell your wing backs or uh, you know outside backs where to go and all that. So he's basically a quarterback in a way. Van Dyke is, and just because he has a couple of bad games or even a couple of bad moments doesn't mean he's 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 a, I'm not an saying average he's player. bad. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying he's average. He's good, but he's not yeah, the best. You just want you just want to criticize who who else is then? Okay, I'm going to you who else is is the best right now? Best uh, central defender right now. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll probably go with. Hmm. I'll have to go with one of the city defenders. I don't care who plays in there. Diaz, <laughs> Cancelo. I don't it's know. Just, just, to, just, just the fact that you had to think about it, you know, just gives it away. But I, I don't think those city defenders are the best because uh, even when sometimes Man City uh, against Newcastle they considered goals too. So although it was Carl Walker's fault a lot, but those city defenders. I mean, Ruben Diaz is a, is a good leader, but then again. Uh, he's not as good as what Van Dyke is, in in, in fairness. Yeah. Well, 
let's just agree yeah let's just agree to a disagreement uh yeah i mean but, but i think i think let's just say uh this season hasn't be, been the best for van dyke so it's been below par according to his standards all right yeah i mean you know who has finally got the season back in the track baker mayfield and that's what we're going to talk next in our in our segment because he just mm-hmm. got a baker mayfield he just got the starting job for the carolina panthers to play cleveland browns in week one Brazil. watch out for that one and he's going to win the super bowl jesus christ man browns winning the super bowl is like arsenal winning the league all right i'll tell you that oh no sorry panthers winning the the panthers winning the super bowl is uh, i mean it's pretty much like arsenal winning the league all right well of course we're going to talk about we won the league were you born back then when arsenal of course bro i have the jersey to me as well come on stop hating man all right all right but you didn't physical get to, but you didn't get to tweet though. Well, uh, gotcha. <laughs> I, I tweeted in my paper. Uh, gotcha. All right, and we're gonna talk about Grizzlies going after KD. How about that? I mean, watch out, John Morant and uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, and of course, my power ranking and Brazil got his top five, or not top five, but duos uh, athletes uh, who can play multiple sports. Uh, all coming up next. All right, welcome back to our show. Of course, we, I'm going to get to my power ranking of the Premier League week three so far. But before that, Brazil, how about Grizzlies making a move for Kevin Durant? Surprise? Uh, I would say I was, I'm surprised, but I don't think he's actually going to Grizzlies. Grizzlies. I was, so I've been to Memphis before, right? Have you? No, I'm not. I heard it's beautiful. Tennis is nice, nice nightlife and all that. Absolutely not. No? Absolutely not. It, it gives Oklahoma a run for its money. As oh, far as, <laughs> so <laughs> there's nothing in there, Avinas. What to do? So I don't. If if Katie goes there, I would be hella shocked. Oh man! I mean, especially for a single guy, right? Yes, correct. And you people talk about small market teams. It's one of the small markets, smallest market teams out there. So I would be hell of a surprise. He, it's like him going from Oklahoma City to there. Uh, I don't know. Well, there are also rumors that Milwaukee and Denver are in the race too. So it'll be, you know, I mean, imagine Yanis and Durant on the same team or Jokic and Durant on the same team. I mean, which one would you, you know, feel like they got a better shot at winning the title? Of course, Milwaukee. I mean, I would love to see Yanis team up with Durant. I mean... Honestly, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm from, I mean, you know, I'm in Denver. I would love, I would love to have. If Durant ever comes to Denver, I'm gonna have a statue built out right in from, uh, right in front, in front of our apartment. But I would love to see the, you know, just how it plays out between Yanis and you know Durant. Uh, as long as he gets out of Milwaukee and you know that that trash ass Kyrie Irving. I I'm, think I'm, you don't even need to make a statue. Your your landlords will probably be happy to make one. Honestly, they will, and, and I think they should. Otherwise, I'm, you know, I'm definitely. Uh, asking for a refund for a for a for a month uh, rent. Uh, moving on, Prozel. Of course, the big question here: Brady back after 11 days of absence, all right? I mean, <laughs> listen. If you're Tom Brady, right? I don't think so. You're entitled to play any preseason game. Do you agree? Uh, of course not. Uh, he shouldn't even toss the football. At exactly. This point. So I don't. I, I mean, I don't see a big deal out about it. Uh, deal about it. If if he wants to, you know, stay at home and watch, you know, golf and play golf and whatnot, he should be able to do it. Nobody cares how Brady does in preseason. Ridiculous. Get out of here. Baker Mayfield, week one, starting quarterback against, guess who, Brazil? The Cleveland Browns. I mean, listen, Cleveland, 
the Panthers right now minus one and a half favorite against the Browns. And keep that in mind, Russell. No Deshaun Watson. He's only going to be back week 13 against uh -huh. the Houston Texans. So the Browns, I mean, I love the team. Probably the best running back, you know, uh, running backs in the entire league. With Running back duo. Running back duo. So the question, Russell, do you think Baker is going to get his revenge against his beloved Cleveland Browns? I think he will, uh, especially will? with Deshaun Watson not, not playing. And I think the whole league will support uh, Baker Mayfield after what's, what he's been through, right? And what uh, Deshaun Watson's done to the league or done to the whole NFL system. Um, but what's funny to me, Avinas, is they, you know, it seems like a coincidence, but NFL tries to make these fixers in a way, tries to spice it up, right? And mm -hmm. how about the Baker Mayfield go come back there? Panthers who come back with something on a person, this is fixed, fixed in a way so people would, you know, tune into TV to watch that. And plus, even uh, Deshaun Watson's comeback against Houston, man, like I feel like this is made 11 games just so he could play in that 12th game against Texans. Ridiculous, isn't it? It is it not is even according. I mean, listen, at this point, it's just NFL versus everybody. I mean, I mean, you, you can't really, you know, expect uh. Anything surprising out of NFL? I mean, I feel like you know all the games are fixed already. I mean, trust me. I mean, I'm and it's coming from a guy. <laughs> it's who not even on... the games. It's not even uh, the games. It's, uh, it's when ridiculous. the games are played and when when the suspension is lifted. It's ridiculous. Um, all right, uh, you know, plenty much to talk into NFL. Of course, we're gonna get our you know the yearly uh, NFL podcast going on in about 11, I think there's 17 or 11 days left. I, I'm not quite sure. I think right. two weeks so left. It, let's just say two weeks uh, before the Bills kicks off the season against Rams, I think. Uh, that'll be a fun one. But moving okay. on, Russell, are you ready for my power ranking? And of course, big changes, big, big changes. And as usual, I'm starting with my number five. And that goes to none other than our beloved Newcastle United. Do you agree? I highly, totally agree. And they're undefeated for the season. Of course. I mean, Eddie Howe, probably one of the golden boy managers of the season. I mean, move over Stevie G and Frank <laughs> Lampard. I mean, you know, that's ridiculous. All right, number four, from one golden boy manager to another, I got Brighton sitting at number four in our power ranking. Any compliments on that one? Criminally underrated manager. Uh, ridiculous, right? I mean, he should be given the England job ASAP. I mean, get Man, that, you know, shit that guy with that system, with that that kind of players with that budget he has absolutely talk about punting above your weight for sure making a debut in my power ranking is of course your beloved undefeated team arsenal oh. moving into number third how about that the perfect record in the league i mean make Come on, a, we should be first uh no 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 i don't think so you can you know you can be first and of course number two puzzle i gotta say it i gotta say it you might say, oh, Spurs, uh, you know, whatnot. I mean, of course. Uh, it's United, bro. We back? I mean... Number two? Number two, United. I mean, what come for? on. I mean, we are going for the title straight away. I mean, listen, from 20th to all the way up to 14th. I mean, look at the jump right there. Six, sixth position. I mean, and and of course, we we surpassed Liverpool. Probably, you know, allegedly the greatest team in Premier League for, you know, for Liverpool history. I mean, listen... It doesn't get better than that, Harry, I, and I don't. I, and I don't get to see Harry Maguire play for another maybe one or two weeks. So that's until Europa League for sure. So now for United, are definitely sitting number two in my power ranking, and of course number one Brazil. 
you can't really, you know, mess with Leeds United for sure. For sure, like dominant team right now. I mean, uh, would it be like Leicester winning the league in 2016? 3-0 against Chelsea and most importantly of all Brazil, they lead the league in GBA. You know what the GBA means? God bless America. I mean, listen, none of the 19 teams can ever dare to <laughs> dare to compete against you Leeds United. Yep, God bless America. And that's why Leeds United is your week third, number one in my power ranking. How about that? All right, Prozzo, we're going to move on. To- we're gonna... Totally unbiased. Totally unbiased. It's, yeah, totally it's, unbiased it's, list. It's, it's, you know, it, there's a lot of research and a lot of mm-hmm. data and a lot of, you know, waking up at 3 a.m. and, you know, looking into computers and researching for it. And that's, uh-huh. how, I, and that's how I came up with it. So a lot, you know, of, you, lot of emotional intelligence in there. Thank you. All right, we're going to move on to, to your segment now. Uh, of course, the sports, the dual sports athlete in our generation right now. Of course, I said Michael Jordan ahead, but of course, Michael Jordan was probably good at, he was probably the best at one sport, but not so, you know, good at baseball. Uh-huh. Uh, I was going to say Dion Sanders, Paul Jackson, but then you reminded me, no, it's going to be, it's going to be this, the athletes that are pl- currently playing right now, right? That's uh-huh. what you said. So, uh-huh. athletes that are currently playing. So, the context is uh, Devon Allen. Have you heard of Devon Allen? Devon Allen? Uh-huh. Hmm. No, doesn't so, really quite read the mail. So, the current wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles, right? So mm-hmm. he's in basically he's in the team right now. I don't think he's gonna make the 53 man roster, but you know, yeah. he's he's one of the candidates. And he he switched to football from um a, like tr- outdoor athlete athletics, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's a US champion for 100 meter 110 meter hurdles. Oh, so, that's awesome. And he competed in world championships as well last time around. So he's one of the best out there in 110 meter hurdles. Right, cool. so U.S. top athlete in uh, in hurdles, he jo- switched allegiance to uh, playing football now. So he's one of the candidates out there. So and he even had a great catch yesterday. I think yesterday or day before. So he came into limelight. So I thought, why not? You know, go into history and see what are the top multi-sports athletes. So, but then again, I realized, okay, there's lots of people in the past, like Dion Sanders, Bo Jackson. Maybe you could call your own uh, team Tebow in there. I don't know. You can. Oh man, in. no, no, that was disgrace. But no, go ahead. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I made my list uh, top five, uh, depending on the current players, and these are played professional in in the past. Okay, all right. So number, so number five. five. I mean, uh, Kyler Murray, the current Arizona Cardinals quarterback, who just mm. got paid, just got his bag. Why? Um, he got he got drafted ninth in baseball by the well, Brazil. See, the thing is, I've never seen him base, play baseball. You never, but the squads scouts have. And why I mean, would really? they pick number 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 ninth overall? But someone who have, hasn't even featured on live TV, it's hard for me to put him on, you know, a duo sports league. I mean, come on. But professionals have. They've gone through it. They have scouted him. Anyways, so number four, Avinas, we go all the way down under to Australia where the recently retired Ashley Barty. I mean, yeah, I, I said this wouldn't be a retired list, but she's recently retired. So she'd be in the list. Ashley Barty, number one tennis player, three-time, uh, three-time Grand Slam champion, right? She played cricket for Brisbane Heat in the Women's Big Bass League. Nice. 
Number four. That's awesome. Athlete. Number three is your own quarterback, Russell Wilson. He is. He is. Listen, whatever I told about Kyler Murray, forget about it. I don't <laughs> care. Russell Wilson deserves to be number three because guess what? He was a best player. He played for the Yankees and the Rangers. He's and as well, tourists back in 2011. And absolutely no bias there at all from you, Avinas. Great job. Proud of you. Thank you. Number two now. Uh, Peter Cech. Peter Cech? Oh, not, uh-huh. oh, I think he's a goalie now for ice he hockey is. team. He is. Yeah, exactly. So in January 2020, uh, Cech was named the NIHL 2 South Player of the Month for his work as a goalie for Guilford Phoenix. So uh-huh. he only played six games, but he recorded two shoutouts, clean seats. That's what he's known for in the Premier League. One of the best keepers in the history, right? And so he also posted a 93.5% save ratio or a 93 and a half save percentage phenomenal that's awesome i mean listen i mean you know i i, I respect for goalkeepers in general uh-huh. just because i'm a shit one so uh-huh. you know uh number second for pretty check i'll take mm-hmm. all right number one last but not the least brock lesnar the world oh. heavyweight champion he started as a practice squad member for minnesota vikings he got offers from nfl europa teams but he switched to becoming uh, one of the best WWE wrestlers in the whole world in the history, and he f- and famously he ended Undertaker's I don't know how many in years sixteen undefeated and zero streak sixteen and zero undefeated streak in WrestleMania. Not only that, Avinas he went on to UFC to gain the world's heaviest title, and mm-hmm. he is by far the best dual athlete ever I've seen. Listen, uh, I'll go one step further. All right. Uh-huh. If you're gonna, you know, if you ever say, if you're ever gonna, you know, put a list with the athlete anywhere in the world, uh-huh. I think Brock Lesnar should be right on top. He should that's be like, his right, number one. No, I mean in any sport, anywhere, any mm-hmm. he should absolutely be number one because listen, like you said, football, UFC, wrestling, and he and, uh, oh, forms of art. And Prozel, fun fact: he actually mm-hmm. won the. Uh, uh, the wrestling competition while he had a broken knee. Broken, correct. So listen, I mean, in terms of athlete, you don't get better than that. I, I, I've seen him play against, you know, play with Minnesota Vikings as a linebacker. Maybe didn't do good, but uh-huh. you know, going that far. Uh, but and, still, know, to be able to be there up there with all the other pros and switch different sports is phenomenal. And when you talk about pure athleticism, I think he's up there like a pure beast. Yes, like yes. muscle pound for pound, muscle for muscle, he's one of the best. And a special shout out to Kurt Angle. I mean, he won Olympic gold as well, right? Yeah, Kurt so Angle. with a broken neck. And and even Antonio Gates, the next Hall of Famer, who recently retired. So, but anyways, Brock Lesnar, the guy. You know. Listen, I'm gonna put one more. Freaking Tony Romo. I know. Listen, listen, brother. He he hasn't made the PGA tour yet. Yet uh-huh. he lost. You know, a couple of years ago by two strokes. But I think Tony Romo is legit very close to making the PGA Tour mm-hmm. after what he did in football field. So, you know, and, and, I, and I'm hopeful that I'm going to see Steph Curry in the near future as well. So, you know, uh, you know, golf is probably one of the hardest sports to master. And I think for sure. And I think Tony Romo, what he's done for, you know, what he achieved after, you know, retirement, I think he should be in there. So that's and who's, he's good at basketball, too. But um, anyways, Avinas, yeah. But um, to your point, Avinas, if he didn't have that job at CBS, I think he would. His heart would 
fully be on golf and try to be a pro, but he already has money. And I don't think he has that enough, uh, what you call that motivation to go yeah. out, uh, extra and learn that craft that takes him from that level to the next level. Not that he already isn't, but yep, is well, as long as you're really good at one job, it's awesome. And Tony Romo is really good at he's, his job. He's already CBS. making 12, 15 million dollars per year already. I think he's making more than 60% of the NFL players. For sure, for sure. It's ridiculous. He's, he's getting paid, paid as good as the top um top type quarterbacks. Backs. I mean, listen, half of the quarterback doesn't even make as much as Tony Romo does. And, and and that's you know that's I don't know if it's sad part of the NFL or a really good uh you know investment from uh, CBS to Tony CBS. Romo but as long as it's working I'm fine with it um listen process we had a big one we are we had a big UFC game mm-hmm. uh, of course Usman the favorites to you know oh. retain his belt I mean my oh. god if you you know get a kick like that I'm sure you're sleeping on the floor for the rest of the night and <laughs> Usman just just did that. <laughs> I mean, he just laid out on the floor against Edwards. Uh, surprising, shocking. Uh, I want to say I was surprised. I am surprised, but then again, it's uh, combat sports. You have puncher's stance. Let's say when you talk about going one on one against Jordan and going one on one against guys like Amaru Usman, if you land land a perfect, perfect knock or a punch, then you have chances against versus uh, Michael Jordan. When you play one on one, you easily get get smoked. I'm not saying you will, but I'm just saying when you t- when you look at the chances or odds, you probably have better chances of knocking down a, a, a boxer, no matter how good they are. So in that perspective, I don't think I'm as surprised. But then again, Leon Edwards, what a surprise it was. And I mean, UFC is also like so, every now and then it just keeps, you know, giving you surprises. No one's on the throne for more than a year, it seems. Or a little more than a year. Brazil, uh, I, I think I told you last week, last last year too. Uh, UFC, it's like a dictatorship. Uh-huh. It's it's it, it, the whole league is just you know under the control of Dana White. I mean, whatever it decides well, it, that that happens in the league. I mean, the, let's be honest, the fighters are ridiculously underpaid in that league, eh? That is there true. Is, there is no fair margin. I mean, you know, you can if you take an interview and ask Dana White about it, he's probably gonna say, "Oh, it's our league. Who cares?" I mean, you know. I mean, fair to him, all right. I mean, UFC wasn't as good as it. I mean, it it is right now. Let's be honest. So you and, gotta give it. And these to, athletes are are getting platform to to perform, to, and so many sure. of these athletes get paid millions now, uh, not just from UFC but from outside, from endorsement and whatnot. But obvious, the the result has no no uh, direct consequence of of whatever you were talking yeah. about. I mean. It has a dictatorship, but that's not what we should focus on today or yesterday. Because UFC seems like a sport where there is someone who who reigns supreme, but it won't last long. Like guys like Conor McGregor, they've had their highs. Khabib had their highs, and in a way, Khabib retired early because I kind of think he predicted or he knew his downfall would come sooner rather than later. Yeah, you know? Khabib, Khabib it, it just never feels had like. A it's, he, he never had. I mean, downfall. he never did. But if he had stayed and not retired, he probably would have. So I'm just saying the the lifespan for these athletes on on the on their throne uh, seems smaller, if that makes sense, than compared to other sports. Yeah, of course. I mean, I get it. You know, it's it's a combat sports anyway. I mean, you know, listen, even in soccer or any other sports, right? The best way, or even or inside your head, 
uh-huh. if you lose to someone, right? Prozel, what you thinking about? I mean, I wish that I, I could knock that guy off, right? I mean, you know, right. that's our mentality. And mm-hmm. UFC actually lets you do that. I mean, that's probably, you know, the fairest way to square and, up with someone. Let's be and, and And the fact that if you're on the top, everyone tries to bring you down, doesn't make life any easier for you. And it's an individual sport. So no matter how much you train, you're only training to a certain extent. You're not practicing against uh, your uh, your competition's level that you're facing off against. So it can be incredibly hard, uh, as you can see in tennis as well. So that's why some of the times when these individual athletes, when they stay uh, at the top of their game for years and years, it just amazes me. For sure. Speaking of, you know, in, from going from individual sports to uh, a team sports, Prozel, Ukrainian soccer team, uh, I think they're set to return. I mean, let's be honest, I'm not the, sure the why. The Ukrainian league. The, the soccer league. Soccer league, yeah. Teams like Metalist Kharkiv, uh, Sakhtar Donetsk, Dynamo Kiev. We've, we, we've seen in the past, and they've produced some great players in the past. William came from Sakhtar Donetsk. Fred came from Sakhtar Donetsk. Uh, and uh, Mikolenko, you know, Jinsenko. You know, all these guys came from the, the, from the league. And is a, uh, Donetsk is a really good half for Brazilian players. Uh, some of those Brazilian players who, who are not elite, like Gabriel Jesus, Neymar, you know, who come into Europe directly, it's kind of like a stop. So they kind of do a pit stop in, in, in um, Ukraine for their move, for their second move to, to bigger clubs. And um, it's kind of good that they have uh, started the league again. But then again, I'm not sure if people are going to be safe. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it's funny how, you know, there's a war going on. In uh-huh. some parts of country, and then you got a soccer league going on in some parts of country. Uh, it's it, for some people, it might be you know, a, a escape from reality, you would just Correct. go out and watch the uh-huh. game for a couple of bit, but at the same time, that doesn't ch- change the you know, uh, reality that dude, your country is literally in a war against Russia. I mean, that doesn't help at all. Um, speaking of you know, war and you know, all these ridiculous things, brother, did you hear the news about um? Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner, yeah. So Dennis Rodman said he's going to go visit Russia to get her out of there because he's oh, a good friend with Putin. Stop it, man. I, I wouldn't believe what a word uh, Dennis Rodman says. This guy is just, it's just a, he's not a, and no, he's not an inspiration to society. What has he done? Remember, <laughs> when you look at well, the documentary, even, even his kids don't like him. He's, he didn't look after his kids when he was young and all that. And he's not a moral uh, citizen of the society. And I wouldn't even pay attention or, or, or give attention to what this man says. I mean, he might be trying his best, but at the end of the day, he just needs attention. He slept with thousands and thousands of women. Not my That's concern. A bad thing? Well, I mean, first, people like you might be a good thing, but it's still not a role model to a society. And I mean... uh, judging by his past, I don't think... What he says has any weight. That makes Listen, sense. Listen, yeah, I mean, he helped Jordan win three rings, so that's matters. I mean, that matters to be honest with you, right? But that's that's in the basketball court, yes. And he's done something great in the basketball court, and that's what he needs to recognize for, not what he's done outside the court. If that makes sense. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I'm not going to dispute you more on you know with a WNBA player. And Dennis Rodman, definitely never again. But uh, I, I didn't realize Brittany Griner was from Texas. 
She is. I mean, listen, all this bad, stupid shit happens to Texas players, man. I mean, it's not, it's not a surprise. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, I, I would love to, you know, have uh, over and under of how many Cowboys players are, are going to get arrested this season. I mean, I'm going to sit the over and under at three and a half already. Let's be honest. Well, they will. Texas is big. Come on. Uh, second biggest in terms of population and area both. So what do you expect? That even if you talk statistically, there's more chances of them getting, you know, well, locked up or something. How about this for a stat? Zero players drafted in the NFL. How about this for a draft in first round from Texas? From Texas? Are you yeah. sure though? Yeah. I'm going to have to double check. I, uh, I, I think I, I did send you a post on that one. I, I think I did send you a post on that one, Prozal. There's zero player NFL players selected from Texas in NFL draft. Uh, that would be a surprise because we, we've had guys like Miles Garrett who went number one, Baker Mayfield who no, went no, no. number one. Dude, I was talking about this year. I know this year, but I'm saying like in the past. Uh, this year okay. could be could be an exception, you know, COVID year, blah blah blah. You know, things like those happen. Uh, all right, that should conclude our this week podcast. And again, uh, we, we're gonna you know slightly take a little bit of break, not a little bit of break, but just you know go a little lightly on Premier League uh, just because. I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, it is the best league in the world. I mean, we love to talk more and more about it, but our focus is going to shift a little bit towards the National Football League, which is, of course, the football. We're going to talk about fantasy. We're going to talk about the draft. Um, I mean, as, as much as I want to, you know, as much as I want to talk about Premier League and soccer, but let's be honest, Prozo, uh, football, fantasy football, or, you it's, know, it's football, a different just, beast, man. it's a different gravy. So. Like, I know we have this uh, Premier League um, fantasy group on Facebook. They keep messaging, but I, I haven't even updated my team since first week. Yeah, I mean, you know, for 10 bucks, you know, that's not a lot, but that's well, all right. Even if it was 50 bucks, I, I, I don't think I would. You would, just... you would, you would. For 50 bucks, you would. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Maybe for, I would. Maybe for, I 50 would. Bu- for 50 bucks, I'm pretty sure everyone, you know, is entitled to, you know, change their team. But I for 10 so. bucks, uh, yeah, it's head to head. Nobody cares. That's fine. Um, remember, I think three or four years ago, when we played for 20 bucks for uh, NFL Fantasy, we went yeah. all out. I think... The amount of time I was spending, and if I had yeah. actually worked or, uh, you know, did, did something productive, I would have, you know, earned way much amount. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, the you know the amount of time and you know the it's just emotional know, the, emotional um what is it called attachment you have with that. I mean, trust me. By the end of the year, I might not have any single piece of hair on top of my head. I mean, that's how depressing. Especially you know if you parlay that with United uh, performance in Premier League. I mean, Correct. I might be gone. I mean, listen, uh, I got some hairs. It doesn't look as bad as you are right now. I mean, I don't know what were you thinking when you did that hair. I mean, Jesus Christ, what is that? The Van Dyke slash, uh, what is that? <laughs> that's that's just me. That's unique. I, I, I don't I don't want to copy anyone's style. It's just me. okay. Who did that shit? Did you go to uh, the barber and say, "Hey, can you make me this"? Did you? I mean, what was the inspiration behind it? She just gave me a style. It's a it's a two braid, you know. And I was like, I went out there. Hey, can you give me a two braid style? And she, she gave me this. I'm not mad. Just because you are mad doesn't mean it's bad. I've heard plenty of compliments. So, I mean, you look like a transgender woman in India, but fairly <laughs> with a fairly with a fair complexion. I mean, come on, let's get real. Come on, well, let's get real. Uh, and I got the avalanche shot on, so that's good. All right, it might not be called uh, avalanche, but it's still avalanche, so that's okay. I don't know. I, you don't. Re- you rarely give compliments. So, uh, so for someone who who doesn't give compliments to me, I don't take the criticisms from them. 
well, uh, listen, I'll tell you one thing. You're not going to get any compliments, but you're going to hear a lot of, uh, you know, criticism from me for the rest of the year. So that's, that's, that's just fine. facts. That's just facts. That's why uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's pretty unique herself. So as, at the end of the day, it just, you know, it just keeps my head happy. It's like, it's, it's... all right. Uh, of course, the next time we're going to talk about Premier League, hopefully will be possible in two weeks when Arsenal faces up against Manchester United Ooh. at Old Trafford. Can't wait. At yep. Old Trafford, yeah. I, I can't best wait. Team, after after, after that performance. <laughs> after that performance. <laughs> uh, no, uh, in, a, in a way, it's good that United saw that performance so that it they won't saw that kind of performance against Arsenal, if that makes sense. I mean, it's the best team in the league, right? Yeah, right. so uh, no matter how, how good United play, we should be able to beat him, beat the team. For sure, for sure. I, I'm just hoping. I'm not saying we're well, I'm just hoping. Cool. All right. Uh, that's all for today. We'll catch you on our next podcast. Of course, that'll be on Wednesday. Uh, till then, stay hydrated, drink some water, and peace.